It takes 10 years. It takes two years or three years, usually just even to know if you're right about it and, and, and if it actually works. Yeah. Like you're not going to figure out if it works or not in five or six months. Yeah. If you think you do, then, then that's usually not enough time and, and then you're just failing by default. And so, so you need to mentally prepare yourself for that. And then the market beats the team, beats the product in the sense that, that picking the right market is often more important than anything else. Of course, yeah. Uh, but then getting the right team in place is, is more important than you having a good idea or not because it's, it, the initial idea you have is it's very, going it, it's going to evolve. It's not like you're sitting in the bathtub with the rubber duck uh, and saying, oh, this is what the company is and what it's going to do. It is rather the sum of a thousand ideas and the 990 of them are not yours. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. This, the final episode of a trilogy with Trustpilot's Danish founder and CEO, Peter Mulman, he reflects on entrepreneurship and work-life balance, and we learn how the business will always be able to take more from you than it can give you, and why it's important to remember that successful startups are almost always just the beginning of a long haul of 10 years or more. But what we do see for software in general, yeah is that if they have thousands or tens of thousands of customers, yeah. we are generally a great tool for them to invite their customers to tell them what they think about us. Okay. Um, and, and we also see that it's a growing market for us because they have relied on case studies and they have relied on their own websites to sell their product. Yeah. But I definitely think the evolution of this is going to be to rely on your customers to sell your product. Absolutely. Um, it's a big part of the buying decision. So, um, yeah, reviews. So, how, tell us a little bit more about how Trustpilot makes money. So, we're a freemium SaaS service. So, that means that for free, you can invite your customers to tell them what they think about you. Okay. You can respond to reviews. You can flag them to our team that will look at the reviews yep. um, and add a little bit about your company. So, so you can just get started and use the platform. So then we have various paid services where you pay, for example, for insights into your business. So we have some rather sophisticated um, software that can actually read all the reviews. And what's, what's fantastic about that is that you find out what's good and bad about your business in real time. Okay. So for example, we've had some great examples where we were able to tell um, an online car rental company that you're now beginning to get bad reviews. It's in Italy, and it's because when people return their cars, your staff is rude. Okay. That goes directly to the CEO and, and automatically. And, yes. and, and two weeks later, uh, we can now tell them, whatever you told them, it worked. <laughs> the staff is no longer rude. Okay. Uh, and, and being able to monitor, and whereas people usually do that in surveys and so on, it, it can be very reactive and slow. The other thing that we charge for is embedding the reviews into all your systems and, and onto your website so that potential customers can see them. Uh, so for example, if somebody uh, is, um, is monitoring how 
uh, customer service agents are performing or what customers um, are calling you about. Uh, being able to connect that and knowing have they submitted a review uh, or not is powerful. Um, and I guess they can decide to have that internally or externally if they feel Yeah, so it's probably, like I'll, I'll give you an example. So, so for example, um, we have postal companies where they say, we'd like to know how every mailman is performing uh, and how every delivery center is performing. Uh, and we'd like to know that instantly. Being able to see that is powerful. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, and then there is the ability to showcase uh, your reputation to visitors visiting the website and, and embedding that into into your website in a make in a way that makes sense for that website. Absolutely. So you're very much a B two B to C in the majority uh, a case here that your business is really is really yes. is really there. And um, you know when did you really start to uh, I suppose uh, you know you know pick up ground like, when did you hit ten million ARR? Like how long how long has that move up to nearly hundred oh. million ARR taken you? God, I don't even remember. I have to <laughs> think about that. It definitely, it, the first couple of years, we were really small and, sure. and, and really slow and, and um, didn't know how to, to sell it. And then I think when we raised, uh, we, we did a five, four or five million dollar round in 2011-12, is when we started to, to get real traction. So it's probably been between that and a couple of years into the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good, very good. So taking it back uh, to your good self, Peter, do you find it difficult to keep a good, maybe I should ask somebody else, to, give it to, to balance your life in terms of physical and mental health when you're you know, driving a rocket ship like this? How do you do that? Yeah, that is the ultimate challenge I find, is, is uh, staying sane and healthy. Yeah. Uh, because the, the business will always be able to take more from you than you can give it. Yeah. There, there is never a time when you say, I'm done. There is never a time when you say, when, when you say like, is there really nothing you could do that will improve something here or there? No, that list never runs out. Sure, sure. And, and, and sometimes um, even, there's just not the question about what you could do. There's also what you absolutely must do for the business to continue to exist. And I find that, that initially you don't, appreciate what a long run it is that, that this is not a three or a five year thing uh, sure. and it's not even a 10 year thing this is a 20 year thing yeah it's uh, and 20 years is a very very long time um, and and so so what I find is the trick is that uh, I really need to focus on maintaining a good cadence so I, I obsess over what I eat when very I eat good. Uh, when I sleep, yep. that I sleep well, yep. uh, that I get exercise, and and that I stay balanced. And also because I find that as the company grows, it is better that I take fewer decisions, but take those decisions well. Okay. Um, and so, so, so I think we're now at a stage where it's slightly less about the hours I put in and, and slightly more about the quality of those hours. Although I will admit that when you're in the early stage, it, it is the grind. And there's, there's, of course, a lot of extreme opinions either side of that, but we're grown up and we decide how long we're going to do that, burn the midnight oil for, and we decide how to, how to sort ourselves out. If there's one personal quality uh, uh, that you have, Peter, that you feel has helped you succeed over time, um, what would that be? I think I've been good at giving space to others and recognizing what they're good at. 
and then letting them run with their ideas and their professionalism. Uh, and so I was never afraid of hiring somebody who was better than me or smarter than me or more experienced than me. Um, and, and so that means that I have brought some incredible people onto the business and that I think that's also part of the reason why they love working for the company is because they feel uh, trusted. So you're a pilot that's invested trust into the into your passengers. But, <laughs> very corny, and, and, but yes. And, and as a result, yeah. they, they become a lot more than passengers. Yeah. Exactly. No, but I, I, fi I find I've, I've been very, very good at creating a place where people feel is also their company. Yeah. And it's a place that they care about, okay. uh, and that they care about improving. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I'll I'll just take up uh, one more minute of your time with one last question. Um, if you were to give a little bit of advice to uh, anyone coming over to you and saying, you know what, I'm thinking of leaving this company and setting up my own business. Um, what's something you feel you'd always mention to them as something to remember when they do that? It takes 10 years. Okay. You're not the first person that said that actually. It's kind of a magic number, that 10 years, isn't it? Everyone thinks you can take three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but, but it, it, takes, uh, it takes two years or three years, usually just even to know if you're right about it and, and, and if it actually works. Yeah. Like you're not going to figure out if it works or not in five or six months. Yeah. If you think you do, then, then that's usually not enough time and, and then you're just failing by default. Um, and so, so you need to mentally prepare yourself for that. And then uh, I will say that um, market beats the team, beats the product in the sense that, that picking the right market is often more important than anything else. Of course, yeah. Uh, but then getting the right team in place is, is more important than you having a good idea or not because it's, it, the initial idea you have is it's very, going it, it's going to evolve. It's not like you're sitting in the bathtub with the rubber duck uh, and saying, oh, this is what the company is and what it's going to do. It is rather the sum of a thousand ideas and the 990 of them are not yours. Yeah, yeah, and of course, market beats team beats product. Data, data backs that up. Market is really timing. Uh, yeah. So, fantastic, Peter Muhlman. Thank you so much for giving us your time at 14 minutes. It's fantastic. Fast. Enjoyed being here. Pleasure. Thanks a million. You've been listening to 14 minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills. To Ketsu for the music and to Anders Getz for the transcript. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and of course, give the show a rating.